Um, do you have personal food news? Will you be ready for that? I do. It's related to one of the stories. Oh, great. Okay. Perfect. All right. Five, four, four three, two. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. Hold on. We have to have some diet coke before we start. <laughs> Are you ready now? Mm-mm. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on 30 the clock. 30 minutes. The Women's World Cup is coming, Jacoby. Yes. And it's in New Zealand. Yes. Far away, many hours ahead. And something is wonderful is happening in the District of Columbia. The bars there, to allow people to really enjoy, are going to be staying up and open all night, 24-7. 24-7. I fucking love it. Shout out to you, Washington, D.C. This, if, I have a couple notes. Okay. Um, I love the celebration of the Women's World Cup. I think right? you just love, you love a global sporting event. I love global sporting events. I love bars. <laughs> you love bars. Um, and I love access to things 24-7. I have Me one too. note. A okay. lot of the games will start at three in the morning, they mentioned. Right. But they they expanded this law, the Women's World Cup exemption law or whatever, but you still can't serve alcohol between four and six. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, the bar's open, but you got to really get it in for that first half because once they kick the ball out there for the second half, no more booze. I think what you have to do is order a bucket of beers at 3.50 a.m. Yeah, they can't stop you from drinking. They yeah, stop from serving. serving. I'm sure the bar, the, the service people are like, okay, guys. Last call. Yeah, 3.45. They're like, order seven drinks right now and we'll be fine. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. God, you're smart, Juliet. Thank you. I, I just think that having a place to go, I've always thought there should be more things available at off hours. Like as an insomniac and mm. as someone who generally is out, like, at work from nine to six or whatever, too many things close early. I've always wanted to have like a nocturnal shopping opportunities. It's not just online. Like I'd oh. like to be able to go somewhere to try on clothes or get my nails done or like all these things you generally have to do during daytime. I think they should this also be available. Take. This is night. a very wild take. <laughs> when you said shopping experience, I was thinking like a grocery store. I was like, oh, that could be nice if yeah, you work too. off hours. Sure, that but too. I know you wanted to like go to like Bloomies and like try on some yeah. summer clothes. Yes, like I need a new That's outfit. insane. That, that makes no economic sense whatsoever. Nocturnal Mall would be the name of it. Need to work on that. Why? Nocturnal it's just Mall? It's two on the nose. Well, it tells you what it is. We'll workshop this after the pod. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Viral video from Jack Schlossberg, the daughter of Caroline, Ken the son of Caroline Kennedy and the uh, grandson of John F. Kennedy Jr. and Jacqueline Onassis. Um, he has like a viral video that's like many Instagram stories long. It's like four minutes total. Very long. About standing on the beach, which I'm going to have to assume is in Hyannisport. Yes, at the Kennedy it's also compound. important to recognize that it's like dusk and he's wearing like a rain jacket and it's not raining. And he's got an umbrella. I think he's expecting <laughs> rain, but he's not getting it. But he's got some thoughts. It did rain a lot, I believe, on July 4th in Cape Cod. So okay. I think he was like, yeah, it in, was appropriate yeah. for the weather. Um, he does like this weird four minute, like 
I don't even know what to call it. It's a monologue. Rant. It's like a rant of some kind. Let's He's listen. being egged on. Let's listen to the, let's listen to it to get some of his tone. And we have to wait there to eat something that <laughs> we don't get to choose really what it is. And <laughs> you don't know what any of them are going to taste like or what's good. And we'll go eat there and it'll be covered in sugar. And then we're going to sit there for most of the time and wait for some guy to come up and ask us some question. And we're going to have to fucking talk to some guy about what we want to eat. He hates the restaurant experience. He claims. He's like, it's a waste. It takes up too much time. When we spoke about this before the pod, you were like, this is probably just like a bit. It's not real. And it kind of made me sad because it was such like a strong zag that I really like, respected it. Did you really it. think it was real? I felt that he really felt that way. But if, if he was like, someone was like, hey, let's have a business dinner. He wouldn't be like, sorry, I can't attend because I don't go to restaurants. But I think that he was just pointing out some of the silly things about the restaurant experience and some of it I could really relate to. He includes having to read the menu. That part's, that, that part's like the pull quote because it's the dumbest. But when they come over and say like, sparkle your tap, and then you make that decision, he's like, basically what you're saying is I'll see you in 30 minutes. I also hate it when a server comes over and I'm like, because I have children. I don't know sure. if I mentioned that in the pod before. But I'm like, like, oh, what would you guys like to drink? And I'll be like, we're actually ready to order now. Sometimes they'll be like, I'm just going to do drinks now. I'm like, why? Well. Why? It's probably beyond their control. Just the waiter. Like, I think there's probably, like, an order to which they're told to do things that they're like, actually, we need more time, like, to course things out and pace things out. Like, oh, I, God. I assume it's not usually, like, their arbitrary decision that they will not be taking your order. But he is pointing out things that are annoying and I think, like, common to the dining out experience. But he's definitely joking. This is not yeah. like... He doesn't actually mean it. I mean, he's just, like, going on and on. He's also, like, not even, like, actually, like, looking at the camera. Someone's just... He must have had, like, a little bit of a take, and then they're like, okay, explain it. Yes, and, he just and then they just kept peppering him with questions, and, on, and then... And at on. one point, it goes from day to night. They must have shot this over, like, three hours. Like, <laughs> he's trying to take in the sunset. Um, he is very handsome and looks so he much like... He does look like his a Kennedy. Un- he looks like uh, JFK Jr., like, big, yes. his uncle, big yes. time. It's crazy. I was like, wow, they look a lot alike. It's like the exact same He's gone to Harvard airline. and Yale, of course. Yeah, of course. But it's... So let me just let me just ride with him for a second, okay? okay? Well, I just don't know if you're riding with him. You're riding with his... His, his, his anti-restaurant... His, his language. Take. It was yeah, more, his but it rhetoric. reminded me of, like, some of these, like, efficiency people like Silicon Valley, like life hacky people uh-huh. where he's like, actually, like if you want to live your most efficient life, spending three hours to eat dinner doesn't make sense because you can actually get your, your like, you know, those, those proteins and nutrients in your body in five minutes. But then the person was like, like the well, soylent, the soylent yeah. diet. But then, but then they're like, well, what else are you gonna do at that time? And he was kind of stuck. <laughs> he was like, I don't know, like spend time with your friends. I'm like that's dinner. So you think there was like a lot of truth behind this. Don't make this about me and me being dumb, Julia. I'm not. I, just, I am dumb. I just... That's been proven. <laughs> but I, I'm sorry. I, he's a Kennedy. He's American royalty. And I took him at face value. <laughs> sorry. I can't even believe in American royalty anymore. I keep a close watch on on the Kennedy cousins because I follow Andrew Cuomo's daughters. You can but... say because I'm Juliet. <laughs> no, it's because it's because of COVID because he had had his daughters come to the press conferences. Oh right, and so I started following them as a result. Only two of three are on uh, Instagram. If you don't live in New York, like. Cuomo really just, he killed COVID. It was, na- that was a national thing. And, then, yeah. and um, he killed COVID and some would say he was responsible for, for killing, killing yeah. people <laughs> as well. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and we won't go into that. No, but anyway, just, just <laughs> as a result, I became very interested in Mariah and Michaela Kennedy, Cuomo, Kennedy Cuomo. Wait, Mariah They're, and Michaela. Those are two of his three okay. daughters. The other one is Kara. She's not on Instagram. But as a result, 
I'm very aware when the Kennedy cousins gather in Hyannisport or wherever they may gather. Spend your new Cape Cod lifestyle. Spend, spend a lot of time together. And so, yeah, I mean, well, maybe they'll weigh in on this too. Who knows? I, I like this rant. I respect this rant. Um, so you're done with restaurants too. I thought he made some good points. I'm not done with restaurants. The thing that I hate, which he didn't really get into, is small plates restaurants when they're like, have you been? Have you ever dined with us before? And they Sometimes like, I lie. Do you ever lie? Yeah, of course. I just don't want the spiel. I'm like, yeah, I've been here before. I'm just like, Recommend lying. three to four dishes per person. We'll course it out for you. Put everything in at the same time. Let me know if you have any questions. I don't have questions. And I don't want you to course it out for me. <laughs> and I also would like a normal-sized order. So like, just let me eat my own thing. Yes. Do, you, do you like sharing at restaurants? We've talked about this at length I don't many remember times. The, I don't remember the answer. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Sometimes I'm just like, nah. I, I like tasting a variety of what the restaurant has to offer. Like, if I'm going to Chinese food by myself, which I do, like, more than you would think, it, it, I kind of missing out on the experience because I want to taste a little bit of five different things instead of just, like, dedicate myself to one lunch special. Yeah, I just like— I like sharing. I like getting a full flavor of everything. I just want to keep it neat. Like, let's just get it in and out, kind of like he was saying. Just having my meal. Moving on. He—if he had a better answer for what else he would do with that time— <laughs> Then you would then think I would, it was I would, real. Yeah, maybe this has a little bit more real. But he was really put into a corner. Like, all right, so let's say you eat like a, a shake in three minutes. Then what do you do? He's like, uh, I don't know. Spend time with my friends, work. It's like, no, dude, this is over. Okay, let's move on. Um, and, you know, we'd love to hear from you, Jack Schlossberg. Send us your yeah, thoughts. If, hit us up. If you're listening. 646-138. Yeah, hit us up. All right, next, an article from The Guardian, the good old United Kingdom. One in three allegedly vegan products actually have milk or egg in them, therefore making them not vegan. And this is specifically in the grocery stores. Um, this, there was some forensic, forensic science done, some real NCIS shit, and um, tough for the vegans of the United Kingdom. I would be pissed if I were them. Yeah. So my question is about quantity. Okay. Because I have feelings they're falling, they're finding like small molecules that mm-hmm. because the food was like traveled with other food. I, I I I still kind of feel like they're not sneaking dairy and eggs into your vegetables. I just think that the food is a little bit more mixed together and and you know mixed up than you think it is. Right, because what the article says is that they fail; these products failed for traces of dairy. Yeah or inaccuracies in their labeling and nutritional information. So it's not like, oh, we lied. This is not a vegan brownie. It's more like, oh, yeah, it's made in a factory where they also Also, make non-vegan brownies. Also, the other side of the factory has some dairy in it, and like molecules can can sneak over and get in your stuff. I don't think it's a big deal at all. They didn't properly disclose it. I don't don't know if it's a big deal, because like I don't really understand, like, I'm just like veganism. I don't know. If you're getting a lot of processed food... Like, I think it's, like, kind of, you got to expect it's outside of your control. Yeah. You know, if you're not just, like, cooking your own stuff. I don't know. I don't think it's great, but also it's, like, more of, like, a, um, apparently, according to The Guardian, they sort of painted it as more of, like, an ethical problem where companies that aren't actually making vegan food could say that they are just because, like, there's no clear definition of, like, what the threshold is. But I don't know. It reminds me of a headline I saw this week where it was, like, the beaches are contaminated with fecal matter. I'm, like, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, birds there. Like, don't make it seem like I'm on a shit beach. It's just a regular beach. That was because of the rain. That was because there was so much flooding that there was runoff from sewers and, and um, flooding of, like, natural channels that it uh, spread into, like, oceans and whatever. Totally fine with that. Yeah, I mean, Still it's... Still goes for me. It's what happens when um, there's crazy flooding in all of, like, New England, essentially. Yes. Hope Vermont's okay. All right, let's move on. We've got a heist. 
Yeah, we do. I'm so happy for you. You want to explain it? You love heists. I always love the heists. <laughs> Just a quick tease. I love this IHOP story more than anything we've done in months. But I'll start with the heist, which I also love. Okay. Again, $600,000, <laughs> which is definitely what he's telling the insurance company, which is definitely not how much booze he had in his store in Venice. Number one. Um, don't want to make this guy the victim, though. Can you tell me his name? I forgot. So an eight. Last name starts with an H. Na- the Nazmul Hawk. Yeah. Well, I won't say his name again because you probably said it wrong. But he seems like a lovely guy, part of the community, runs a wine and liquor store. And like most of these things, Juliet, what was clearly the case in this one? <laughs> um, That he didn't have good enough security? Inside job. <laughs> yeah. It was so clear that this was an inside job. Like, they cut a hole out in the roof, which was the perfect size of a hole to go through. They, a couple days earlier, just so happens that some of the security cameras were dismantled. Huh, that's interesting. And, like, the person who who literally spent four hours (laughs) going in and out and taking case after case after case and loading them into his pickup truck, that person bypassed bottles and bottles of Dom Perignon champagne. Right. He just went for the red wines, the Burgundies and the Bordeaux. Yeah, and knew exactly where those were in the wine cellar and got out with them. Now, I don't know if if my friend Mr. Hawk, who I'm probably saying his name wrong, is in on this inside job. I don't believe he is, but I know that he knows who did this. There was a disgruntled employee that he fired a couple months ago that he knows exactly who did this. Have you seen the Italian job? With Maybe. Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Edward Norton, Charlize Theron. I think so. It's a sort of similar, they like drill the perfect sized hole basically to like get what they want. They, mm-hmm. do, they do it two times. It reminded me of the Italian job. Maybe he saw that movie and it inspired him. But how do you know to him? Or her. Sexist? Great point. A great point. Yeah. Charlize Theron was really important to that heist. <laughs> exactly. She was the only one who could open the various vaults. So, but, the they're, but they're like, hey, they, the reporter said, like, do you think this is an inside job? He's like, I just want to let the law enforcement do their thing. Like, you know exactly who did this, dude. <laughs> exactly who did this. All right. Let's move on to your favorite story. God, this is so good. It's really good. It's from Curbed. It's written by Reeves Weidman, who um, writes for New York Magazine. Great feature writer. Um, it is about a man named Dominic Broccoli, who is an owner of several IHOPs in the Bronx, and he's trying to open one in Fishkill, New York. Let me just give a little backup on Mr. Broccoli. It, during the reporting of this story, he explained that his family combined a cauliflower with a broccoli rabe and then named the resulting vegetable after his family. And Reeves did some Googling and was like, nope, that's not true. Also said that his family was involved in the Bond franchise. I guess there's some broccolis involved in the Bond franchise. There are, yeah. Did a couple of Google searches. Also not true, even though he has some memorabilia in his home. So it just gives you a little, early on in the article, gives you a little taste of sort of a, where Mr. Broccoli's mindset is. Um, Mr. Broccoli is very focused on opening a strip mall in Fishkill, New York. And Fishkill, New York. Very focused. It's a huge undersell. <laughs> has spent a decade dedicated to this. <laughs> he wanted it to be colonial themed and he was going to call it Continental Commons because... It's the site of um, Revolutionary War battle, and wrong. He what? It was, it was a supply depot. Supply depot. Yes. Sure. This is a, these are key details. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. because the comp the the his his foe in this story is a company Many. called the Friends of the Fishkill Supply Depot, yeah. and the Friends of the Fishkill S- Supply Depot are trying to protect this land because there's they say hundreds of Revolutionary War. Um, Army fighters Bodies. buried there. Yeah, yeah. but the, the, really the friends of the 
Fishkill Supply Depot Historical Society are a bunch of old folks who just really want to celebrate the history of their town. They yeah. don't even know there are bodies in there. They're just like, hey, like this used to be the Supply Depot. But around the Supply Depot, they built all kinds of other stuff, like yeah, gas Fish, stations, Fishkill highways. Fishkill like a big town. <laughs> it's not like they really have this thing mapped out. And it seems to me that the demographics of this historical society skew a little older sure seems like yeah that's what reeve said it's older retirees yeah they have a lot of time on their hands there's a lot of like sort of cues wouldn't say dominic broccoli is out of that demographic by the way you know he's in his 60s i would say but he seems very lively in his picture yeah i think that that's what some of the friends are as well based on those pictures too yeah dominic certainly has a lot of vim and vigor yes absolutely anyway they're at war over this site and uh it's really it's also an awesome article check it out you should read it and Just some some highlights. It gets to the point where Dominic hires an FBI agent to infiltrate the Friends of the Fishkill Supply Depot Historical, whatever it's called. Not only that, the leader of the Friends of the Fishkill Supply Depot Historical Society, whatever it's called, himself is a CIA agent. (laughs) That's amazing. So we've got an FBI versus CIA and this is like the departed, but not, with no stakes and no real crime. I also was thinking about um, IHOP, and I just the, it seems like you get a lot of bandwidth as a franchise owner. Like he can really because he wanted to have like a, a full Revolutionary it's War themed, themed yeah. IHOP, but it seemed like he went through due diligence to get that approved. Right. That was that was hinted at by by our friend Reeves here. Well, I think it is very like franchises in general. They want to have brand loyalty and like brand uniformity across all of them. Yeah, just, so you have to like if you're managing to do thousands stuff. of these things, you can't just like case by case every single yeah. one. You know, it's like <laughs> we want to turn our McDonald's into a Hooters. Like, well, no, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'd like to go to one of his IHOPs in the Bronx, where most of them are. Wait for personal food news. Oh wow, 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 wow! That's a great tease. <gasps> all right, shall we move on? No, you're not done. There's allegations. Mm. That there's a recording between the people at the Friends of the Fiscal Historical Society that they were recorded confessing to burying bones on the site, human remains, <laughs> that were then discovered by an archaeologist that Broccoli hired. And then later, he had a falling out with the archaeologist and got fired. There's so many twists and turns in this. This is like a very confusing, like, like if someone tried to turn this into a script. It'd be like, this has to be a two-part film. It does seem like this is like the kind of article that gets written to be optioned. You yes, know? yes. And also, it was a really good article. Great job. It was, it was a great read. It, it really was. way longer than you think it is when you start reading it, but you are not bored. No. Uh, agreed. Um, okay, moving on. Many people sent me an article about something that's happening in Thailand. And Burger King, our favorite. The, I was one of those people. The I official think I said chain. It twice. Yeah, you, it was several people. Strangers, you, family, This is getting friends, around. Yeah. Getting around big time. Burger King has introduced a new burger. And it is just a pile of American no, cheese. Oh, it's called the real cheeseburger. And it's a pile of cheese. And in it's between. in Thailand of all places. Yeah. I said that. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you said that. Why of all places? I don't associate cheese with um, foods from that region. Mm. If you think about it, you think about like Chinese food, Japanese food, Thai, Thai food. food, Vietnamese food, Cambodian food. I don't associate, they don't use a lot of cheeses. Right. And so, so it's like, and I, I think, again, I, I haven't done the scientific research, but I think it's something to do with like lactose intolerance and higher rates in that region of the Probably world. D- different animals, too. Yeah, exactly. But to, to to be like, oh, you guys don't like cheese? Well, guess what? Here's 20, was it 20 or 31 slices of cheese? It's 20. 20 slices of American cheese, it's which just is just gross. Disgusting. It looks gnarly. Like some of it's melted and some of it's not. I don't even know what the strategy is behind that. But like, this is obviously not something that someone's going to want to eat. It looks so gross. I, I will say they probably associate this cheese with 
these American chains because it's probably the only time they have them yeah, with yeah, like yeah. Burger King and McDonald's. So, and I think like this, it, like American cheese is chemicals. So you don't really need to like have cows to make it or whatever. <laughs> Decent point. So there's like so, no natural entity in American cheese. I doubt it. There's probably like some I thought it was just like it. really bland cheddar. No. I'm sure both is true. I think it started as really bland cheddar. Okay. Uh, I think I think at this point it's like mostly a really yeah, yeah. Pro- really processed yeah, yeah, yeah. has I'm sure it has like some kind of milk in it or whatever, but okay. it's like milk powder. It's not yeah, really yeah, yeah. cheese. No, it's not. But in the same way. And so, but I think they I do think that like these chains have them all over. So this is just gross. It's just a pile it's a, literally a pile of American cheese. It's a, it's a really weird move and oftentimes I'm like, "Oh, they're just doing this to get the press and like go viral or whatever." But like, but why release it in Thailand? <laughs> Why? Of all the places in the world. <laughs> Maybe they do like American cheese there. I don't know. It's very it's very bizarre. Um, and it looks like just so unappealing. And I like American cheese. I want to be clear. I like it very oh, much. Oh, yeah. Oh, my wife is a big American cheese person. Yeah, and this just looks absolutely disgusting. It's also weird because the picture they minutes. gave us has like melted globs on top, but like unmelted globs in the middle. Like, is that a strategy? <laughs> I don't know. And then in the in this Washington Post article, they have a picture in the middle, and it's like they slice through it, and it's just like it's straight oh, wow. out of yeah. the fridge. It's not melted at not all. Not melted at all. Not even There's cooked. nothing special. It's just like a package. I don't, I don't even know how. I, what I would do if I took a bite of that and then chewed it. Like what that feeling, what that sensation would be in my mouth. Mike, go to Thailand and get us one of these. <laughs> Um, I will say also this article adds that um, like marketing of Burger King is really successful in Thailand. So I guess they thought that like they would maybe like the customers there would would accept anything that they were offered. Wow. That's a real test. It's like some guys out at a dinner had a couple of drinks that work for Burger King executives. They're like, they'll eat anything in Thailand, man. Let's give it a shot. Really rude. All right. One more story before our taste tests. A follow-up. Danny Myers weighed in on tips about takeout. And it's something yes. we've discussed quite a bit. If you don't know, Danny Meyer is the purveyor of Shake Shack. Shake Shack, yes. And um, I meant to have Shake Shack for lunch today, and I didn't. I'll have to do it tomorrow. I just like, didn't have time. I really wanted to get a veggie <laughs> oh, burger, though. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> anyway, he doesn't think you should have to tip on takeout orders. And since uh, Shake Shack is largely takeout, it's pretty meaningful from the from the owner of this big company. It he is. Said, I liked it, CNBC. though. I like the clarification. Yeah. I liked it too. Made me feel a little bit better. I'm gonna keep doing it, but but we spoke about this last week, and yeah. there's it. But I don't like it when they when I'm ordering a pickup and they give me a default setting of like 15 or 20 percent. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to give me the opportunity to tip or not. I'm fine with that. But to sort of like default me in case I'm not paying really close attention for like four or five dollars for a pickup, no, thank you. I just hope that Danny Myers paying people properly so they don't need tips. Yeah, well, I actually think that they have a a policy where they can't accept tips, but they took it away during COVID. Oh, interesting. I don't like policies where you can't accept tips. Like um, airline stewardesses. Right. They'll say no, but I heard if you ask them twice, they'll take it. Mm. Interesting. So that's like allowed. They're allowed to deny. Do you think you have to spread those two requests out or do you just have to like insist after you did it once? Yeah, just be like, ask me again. Yeah, just like, <laughs> yes. Be like, come back in five minutes. Oh, man. All right, let's get into our taste test. Okay, great. We are having JLo's alcohol drinks. I'm really excited. There are a couple different varieties. Um, as as we must note, JLo, very famous non-drinker. Nevertheless, yes. she has released Delola. Uh, we're having 
One spritz, which is orange and passion fruit. Honestly, looks really good. It's gluten-free, natural. Smells good. I just popped open the... uh, Ten and a half alcohol by volume. Pretty high. Grapefruit elderflower. Ooh. I think we're going to have to use the same cup, a little cup sharing. Okay. Because we only have two cups and three beverages. I'm going to fill it up really high this time. No. You told me that I didn't put enough in last time when we were sharing something else. We're going to have to drink the other one straight from the bottle. We'll be fine. We don't have a third cup with ice in it. Oh, we have a third. And you filled that one so high, I'll be hammered by the time this thing is over. <laughs> well, last time I didn't fill it high enough. All right, I'm having orange passion fruit first. Okay. That um, sounds good. It sounds, sounds really sweet. good. It looks like a, it looks like a regular Aperol spritz. It's very orange. Yes, mine is grapefruit and elderflower, and it very much has like a strong floral grapefruit awesome. vibe. It smells really good, which definitely like... Mine does not. Oh, mine smells good. It smells like a grapefruit candle, which I like. This is good. It's a little tart for me, but I like this it. This is tart as well. Really summery though. Mm. I'm getting like like you would be if you brought these to a beach in a cooler, oh, just chug them, and just gave it to one of your friends, and they didn't know what it was. They'd be very happy about this. So the one that I just gave you is L'Orange, and then I'm about to taste the Paloma Rosa. Paloma Rosa. Which ooh, eleven and a half alcohol by volume. Oh, J- hey, does J Lo know anything about alcohol by volumes, and she doesn't drink? It's like very high. It is. Yeah, that is pretty high. Usually it's like five, eight, somewhere in there. I like this. I like these. These are these are good. Great job, JLo. She's just a woman of excellence, even when she doesn't Ooh, drink. Orange and passion fruit is nice. I like them both. What's the third one? Third one we have here is mm. Bella Berry, Berry and Hibiscus. I don't think I'm going to like that. I can already tell. You you saw it. And you the color like, is mm. not for me. I don't like berry, but I do hey, like hibiscus. First. Thank you. This one is 10 and a half. Wow. So if you oh, really wow. want to get yeah, you get it in. wasted, you got to go with the Paloma Rosa. <laughs> get the Paloma Rosa. This is interesting. It does feel a little high calorie on my palate. I like palate. it. I like this. It's This would be harder to chug because of, of the sweetness, but I do actually quite like this. Ooh, this is made with vodka. Cool. That. Oh, the other ones are made with tequila, I believe. Premium tequila, um, which is always nice. Um, it says 110 calories per serving, which is pretty low. This, the L'Orange is made with um, Amaro. Mm. Paloma's got to be made with tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I like this. This is, you know... JLo is amazing. We have three different beverages, three different flavors, three different liquors. Like, great job. She's just really good at everything she does. I'm really impressed since she yeah, doesn't drink. I, I have to say. These are really good. If I brought this orange passion fruit once, Delola, to the beach, and I had some ice in some cups, and I had some, some unexpected friends, I just poured this over ice and gave it to like my wife and some of her mm-hmm. friends. They would love it. I never bring home our extras after taste tests, but like I'd like to bring this home. I could see myself sipping these. Later, Go for it. later in the day. Go for they it. They're really good. Be careful. I love JLo. I did she taste these? Like I'd love to know what her involvement was like since like Ooh, she doesn't. If you like drink. don't drink, don't drink, do you still taste them? I have no idea. I think she doesn't drink for like I think if health. you're a recovering like alcoholic, she, I don't think no. you do. No, if you're that. if yeah, you're yeah, recovery, yeah. no, you don't. But I don't think that's the case with JLo. So huh. I love this. You really do like this. I think I also like the bottle. I like if it wasn't associated with JLo. I would still like it. Okay, good. Because like I kind of forgot, but I was still like, oh, nice packaging. Delola is an interesting name. Wow. Uh, JLo is just 100% hit rate. She's great. She Batting is. 1,000 in everything that she does. I hope she and Ben Affleck are happy. Um, Did you see them playing pickleball? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, he was wearing jeans. What? He didn't really seem into it. He's, it seemed like she That's dragged him. That's a real indictment of pickleball. She dragged him to play pickleball, <laughs> and he totally didn't want to go. And his body language was just like, all right, I'll hit this thing over there. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. I just want to say while we were chatting, I Googled what is American cheese. Would you like me to read some of it to you? Depending on how long it is. So uh, some of it, yes. Not all of it. 
<laughs> okay, I'm just going to read a tiny bit. American cheese is not exactly cheese, but here's the thing. Saying American cheese is not cheese, just like saying meatloaf is not meat, dot, dot, da, da. Um, American cheese is a product made by blending real cheese with texture and flavor-altering ingredients. So it's like kind of cheese. Yeah. But it's like a cheese hybrid. It's a cheese hybrid, which yeah. like I think I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. It tastes great. Um, yeah. We, uh, it, if you have Sirius a burger they say I want a cheeseburger, what kind of cheese would you like? You say American? Um, it depends. I like cheddar or American. I like cheddar American. Depends on the burger too. Like, like some burgers are better with American. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, also, I just want to say American cheese was invented in Switzerland, the process by which it's made. Of course made. it was. So, uh, of course it was. It's a home of cheese. You know what my buddy does? What? Burgers? Blue cheese on burgers. Oh, I like that. Great but, call. Yeah. But it changes the whole experience. But it's, it's a totally great call. different. Yeah, because it falls off. It changes off, the whole like experience, but, it's, but it tastes good. It tastes good. Okay. Um, anyway, moving into food news. Personal food news. Sorry. Of course. We <laughs> this is food news. <laughs> Let's start over. <laughs> Only if I can talk about Dominic Broccoli for an extra half an hour. <laughs> There's so many things in that story we didn't get to. You really have to read it. It's it's a really good article. It's also like 10,000 words. So yes, there's yes. a lot that we did <laughs> yeah, not cover. I was not prepared for 25 minutes. experience. It's a classic long read. So check it out, people. All right. Personal food news. I was driving home from Cape Cod nice. and I was Two emptying minutes. out my fridge and I brought a lot of food home with me. Like I was just like, you know what? This is not like, I, I don't know what to do with it. I can't leave it here. I want to come home. So I, I brought home even pasta pesto, like pasta that. Like pesto pasta. I call it pasta pesto, but it's pesto pasta. No one calls it that, but yeah. But it was pre-made, obviously. Pre-mixed. The pesto was made. Pre-mixed, and then pre-made. On the, on the pasta. It had been in my fridge. I put it into a, um, uh, like, a, like a refrigerated bag or whatever mm-hmm. with an ice pack. And it was a really long drive. There was a lot of traffic. And when I got home, I just had it for dinner. And I was like so happy. I was like, this is so amazing that I don't need to leave my home after a long drive. <laughs> all sorts of good things. And I, no, I was like, no, I haven't been home in a while. I don't have any groceries. So right. I just need Sat to. Sat down, ate it out of the bag? Yeah. I nice. Was, I, I poured it, I like dumped the bag into a bowl. And then I. Fresh like, parm on top? Uh, Just some salt. And I. Pepper? No. Wow. Just salt. It was good pesto. Didn't need it. And. I was like, cool. I'm just having dinner from something that's been sitting in my car for the last nine hours. It's great. First of all, we know you love like <laughs> marinated food. <laughs> it's true. Second of all, it's a lot of traffic going from Cape Cod to, to so New York much. in nine hours. So and much. I think this is like a really nice defining characteristic of you. I hate food waste. I hate it. You hate food waste, but you also just like your food to just kind of chill and yeah. settle. I just like give it some time. I like to think it's European. I'm like, yeah, I don't need a fridge. Just you know, like an ice box, yeah. like an ice bag. <laughs> yes. Like I would prefer, I, I prefer that. Like just buying seconds. vegetables. Each they, just, day. they just get you a huge cube of ice that you have an ice pick that you smash little pieces off of. Get your I'm milk also, delivered to your door every morning in little bottles. I've been post microwave for a while. I like never use a microwave. I think I might be moving towards being post refrigerator. Just give oh, me an ice oh, box. <laughs> I like this. I like all of this. It's not. It's actually. Pre-refrigerator, actually, is what this is. <laughs> it's true. It's not post-refrigerator. <laughs> All right, your turn. Um, I read about Dominic Broccoli yesterday, and the second I started reading about it, I thought he, when it says IHOP Kingpin, I thought he maybe was the inventor of IHOP or something, and some powerful executive. No, he had a place called Geno's, and, and his parents had, and his dad, God, and his dad told him. We'll talk about that later. But I was reading this, and I was like, oh, my God. On Friday, my wife was leaving the country. And she went to the airport and forgot her passport. Mm. So when she first called, I was like, well, that's tough. Definitely not the first time you've shared that on this podcast. My wife went to the airport and forgot her passport. Well, it happens a lot. (laughs) But when she called, my first response, I was in bed. I was like, well, you're going to have to come back here and get it. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to go to her. So I got the kids together, left the the house in the car, drove to LaGuardia. And it was like 8 
15, right? I am. Yeah. So I was like, well, I got to do something. Can't go back to the house, like get the kids all back to go back out again. So I was like, let's go to the Bronx Zoo. Mm. But it's 8.15. The Bronx is like 10, 15 minutes away. So I had to kill some time. And I started looking at like diners around the Bronx Zoo. And I found one, a really nice diner. So I was looking for a parking spot. And where I parked was right outside of an IHOP. And I was like, oh, IHOP. I so rarely have an IHOP experience. I haven't been in a long time. They're great. I like IHOP. They're great. IHOP was next to the bar that we used to go to in college on Thursdays. So it was like a big late night food. Like you go to the bar and then to IHOP and then home. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love IHOP. They had, first of all, pancakes are great. They're fluffy. They're the perfect size. Uh, you know, one of my daughters ordered one, but didn't like the look of it. They get, they brought us another one. They were very nice, nice and understanding there. In and out. What was quickly. wrong with it? Uh, the blueberry came as like a blueberry syrup instead of like actual individual blueberries. Oh yeah, so that's started, gross. She started crying and stuff. And then I went to the lady. I was like, can she just get like actual blueberries? She's like, no problem. Came back in like 30 seconds with more blueberries, right? Wow. I Blueberry syrup. I'm going to have to let that marinate. That reminds me. Uh, I'll, I'll save it for next week. Anyway. Yes. Oh, wow. Probably got already teasing next week's show. <laughs> but then I started reading about Dominic Broccoli. I was like, I was at a broccoli joint. That's awesome. I was at a broccoli IHOP in the flesh. And it was a really good experience. I ordered like their healthy meal with like egg whites and, mm. and uh, Beyond sausage or whatever. Because I'm like trying to be a healthy person. Not bad. I like Beyond stuff. I like a Beyond sausage. It, it was. It's obviously pork sausage, sausage is better. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like you put some, some, has Protein, some Cholula, put yeah. some Palula, Cholula on there. Drown anything in a good condiment. It's yeah, good, good and to you're go. fine. So I had a broccoli IHOP experience. That's, That's my awesome. personal food news. Wow. If you want to share your personal food news, how could you do so? Give us a call at 646-2138 and let's hear from someone right now. Julia, Jacoby, hey, what's up? This is Anand, and I'm uh, actually calling from Mongolia. Wow! Uh, maybe you're only listening here, but I've been listening to you guys since uh, you guys was just uh, were um, a segment back in the day. That's awesome. So I'm so glad that you guys are doing a whole show about Thanks, food dude. news. Um, yeah, like you guys covered in a couple of episodes, you know, the sriracha is becoming like super rare and expensive. And I guess this doesn't really affect you, Juliet, because I know you don't like hot, spicy <laughs> Great things. Great point. So. <laughs> I uh, just want to ask, you know, what foods do you think is perfect without any kind of sauce mm. or a hot sauce or anything like that? I uh, would love to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Uh, take it easy. And thanks for doing your show. Take care. Thanks, man. Thanks for ah, listening. Anon in Mongolia. It's awesome. I think most food's perfect without a hot sauce. But but like pancakes, it's probably the food that needs... The most... Like Great the, point. Like the least like I'm not just spiciness or heat. I'm not a pancake, though. Oh, yeah, you need like butter and syrup or jam, some combination like jam there, or it, jam yeah. or something. Yeah. That, that, like a pancake is like a vehicle for something else. It's like eating like a, a, just a plain piece of toast. Yeah, which is it needs a thing on it. But you, I'm thinking, I'm considering his question, trying to think of foods that I eat that aren't like sauced. And obviously, like fruits, vegetables come to mind. Vegetables often take vegetables a sauce need very nicely. a little sauce. And it's it, there's not as many things coming to my mind as as one would think. Like, I don't like unseasoned chicken. You know oh, what I mean? Of course not. You know what? I would say like a really good steak with just a little salt and pepper is nice. Yeah, I agree with that too. You just I would grill do that. It. Like a nice piece of meat. Yeah. You know? A good steak shouldn't necessarily need a sauce. Or a steamed dumpling comes to mind too. Yeah, but There's I There's a lot of flavor on the I li- inside. I, I like, like the dipping sauce. And the vinegar, yeah. Yeah, oh, I like I love that. dumplings. I like dumplings as well. Great point. Um, ketchup and pepe comes to mind, but it does have like a sauce, but it's it's creamy. Not, it doesn't look so saucy. Yeah, it's like a cheat. It's like Parmesan and pepper and whatever. Can I just want to do one quick about Mongolian food. Okay. Do you remember that place on Sunset that's a Mongolian 
Barbecue? beef place. Yeah, where they have a huge hot stone and they have a stick. There was a big bon- and they move Mon- it around. Yeah, Mongolian barbecue was a thing in America for a while yeah. in the two thousands. It was, but it's like it takes like basically a, a, a table made of stone and it gets really hot, and then they take like pool cues and like move it around. Sounds great. Let's it's do it. It's pretty good. You pick your own ingredients. It was pretty fucking awesome. So I hope Anand is out in Mongolia enjoying some of that. Thanks for listening, Anand. And thank you all. Thank you to Ronick Nair and thank Mike Bargon. To Reeves Dominic. and Dominic Broccoli. <laughs> we really appreciate you. Jacoby loved IHOP. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. <laughs>